It's time to set aside the superficial. It's time to go deeper. It's time to engage in truth. Here's John Bornstein. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornstein. I'm a senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church right here in Colorado Springs. And I'm so excited that you are tuning in today. We are continuing in our study of authentic Christianity. Now, last week, we covered only one point, really, as we were examining the theme, the aspects of what it means to be an authentic follower of Jesus Christ. But there are a number of points that go with this to help us understand what it means to be an authentic Christian. This is a very serious topic for today. Don't tune out. Don't change the dial. Don't try to just avoid the subject. We need to be convicted by this, and I hope that you're encouraged along the way as well, because this is going to be a wonderful study to help me do it. As always here in the studio, our co-host, Dr. Steve Ford. Dr. Ford, welcome back to Engage in Truth. Thank you, John. I just want to reinforce what you said. Nothing today or in the prior broadcast is meant to be condemning this. Everything that's being said is shared in love and joy. And Amen. all three of us are just so excited about this topic, so passionate about this topic. And I'm really looking forward to getting going. That's that's right. Well, and to help us do that, we have uh, a little firecracker in the studio. She <laughs> is known right. throughout the front range as a woman of faith, a woman who has gone through many churches and helping to not only develop women's ministry programs, but evangelistic works and efforts to just reach the community at large. And she's a veteran. So here in the studio with us is Miss Ben. Benita Bynum. Miss Benita, welcome back to Engage in Truth. Thank you, John. It is a pleasure being back here. And again, I would like to give all the glory and honor to our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. And he's the only one where all praises due, right? That's right. Anything That's good that right. comes out of us is because of him. That's right. And so we are continuing in the theme today of authentic Christianity. It's a convicting study. Again, if you've missed the, the prior studies, you can go to calvaryfountain.com. Maybe we've already piqued your interest and you missed the prior discussion. You'll find it there. It's all archived there. You can share it with friends and family alike. Even get it on your social media posts and it just equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's what we're here to do. So let's now turn the, the the page here and let's talk a little bit more about authentic Christianity and some of the bullet points that really help us understand what that means. Because as we looked at Matthew chapter 7 last week, and we could see that there can be a lot of works and yet no relationship with Jesus Christ at all. There can be a love of religion. There can be a love of uh, the sensational, the, the, the splash, the wow, the belonging, the being a part of the crowd, all of these things that may be very common and popular in churches, especially Western churches, and we're totally missing an authentic walk with Jesus Christ. While the world is looking from the outside in and they're seeing hypocrisy. Yeah. They're seeing somebody who says, I, I'm a Christian while they're cutting you off in traffic, giving <laughs> you the bird, flying right. down the interstate, behaving right. so unlike the Savior they claim to follow. Right, and that's all in the church parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some challenges here. And so we want to just under, help people understand even right now that we're not here to beat you up. As Steve, as you mentioned earlier, this is not to in any way even question your salvation, but rather to help you look within, be convicted, maybe it's time for us to move from milk to meat. It's time to to mature in our faith walk. It's time to grow up. Right. And, to, and when we do that, we're going to see some fruit of a transformed life that's not to pat ourselves on the back, not to wear the badge of honor and success where we read in Scripture. We're not to do that, right? We only have one teacher, and anything good that comes out of us is from him and by him. 
However, there is something about an authentic Christian where people should be able to distinguish the difference. You don't look like Babylon anymore. You look like something different. There's a joy in you that's real. There's a there's a way you speak to your spouse or significant other, the way you talk to your children, the way you engage in work, and all of your spheres of inference. You're, you're laboring for someone else, not for your own gain. There's no longer a, a desire to climb the ladder of success. You don't even want the things of this world. You only want Jesus, and that's evidence throughout your entire life. So let's talk about the next bullet point. And, and Benita, I thank you for sending these to us because these are wonderful conversation starters and, and really some thematic elements that we'll use in our discussions. So the next point in this, we, if we're going to be authentic Christians, let's talk about not loving the world. Yes. So Benita, kick us off with a scripture on this subject. So I'd like to start in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm. Living sacrifices to God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Amen. And that really is the theme of being set apart, isn't it? I mean, these, these two really seem to go hand in hand, being set apart and not loving the world. And, and there does seem to be, can we say epidemic in the Christian church today where we are in love with Babylon? And when I say that, people may say, what are you talking about, Babylon? I'm not, I don't, I'm not in love with Iraq. I'm not in love with going back to the Mesopotamian Valley. That's not what we're talking world. about. In Scripture and Revelation, it, it, Babylon is an image of the world. It's yes. the system of the world, and it's in contention with God. As Egypt was the system of the world to Israel, so Babylon is for all of us. And yes, even the Western culture where we we think like the world, we act like the world, we dress like the world. There's just something that's we're not set apart very well at all. And Benita, you mentioned last week that would people even know that we're a Christian outside of church, even in church? I mean, Steve, the parking lot, right? right. I mean, would people really distinguish there were really any different? And maybe that's where we need to start, reverse engineer this, get right back to the root of the situation. And I agree with that, Pastor John. I don't think there should be contradictions in the what we say we believe and the way we walk and mm. talk in our actions, the way we carry ourselves. Can people tell a difference in the way you talk, the way you conduct yourself? And that leads me to the perfect conversation here with Dr. Ford. The very first time I conversed with him was over the phone. Mm. And it would be ironic that we would sit here today doing a radio show, and I'd like to just put him on the (laughs) spot. Yes, put him on the spot a minute and ask him. Dr. Ford, when you and I had that conversation, could you tell that I was a representative of Jesus Christ? Yes, I'm going to use a word that I don't think I've actually ever used in the past, and especially uh, towards someone else, but I would say that it was very evident that you had a zeal for our <laughs> Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think that's the, the best descriptor that I can use. There's no doubt about your passion and your love for our Lord and Savior, and that you are reaching out in love on his behalf. So we, we kind of get, help our audience understand here during right at the onslaught of, of COVID and this pandemic is spreading across the globe. Everybody's shutting down. And at our church, we wanted just to reach out and just give the love of Jesus to 
people we may have had an encounter with, somebody we may have met. And I know that Benita, as you're making phone calls, you're just trying to reach out to perfect strangers. Yes. You just want to encourage people, pray with people you hadn't met before. And here we are together in the studio. Talk about a small world. (laughs) Yes. The Lord is good. And staying on the conversation, John, I would like to talk about being transformed. Amen. What does transformation look like to you, Dr. Ford? Mm. You know, that's a really good question. And when it comes to transformation actually taking place, it makes me think of, I'd heard one time that within Islam, that you are you are born Muslim, and it's something that you are, it's part of you, it's something that you're born into. Mm. And I wonder sometimes within Christianity, if we experience the same thing, we call ourselves Christian because our parents were Christians, our grandparents were Christian. Maybe we went to church as children, that sort of thing but without actually uh, embracing the teachings of Jesus Christ and, and implementing those in our day-to-day life and establishing a relationship with him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and that there, there needs to be a transformed mind. That's the byproduct right. of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. We think different. We act different. We speak different. When we, how we conduct ourselves with individuals. Benita, you mentioned some of those things. And I, I, let me read from 2 Corinthians 2, 15 to 16 on this. I love this section. He says, For we are to God... The fragrance of Christ right, yeah. among right. those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. Right. So we talked about the soils. We spent some time on that last week as we examined the parable of the sower. And you've got some who are going to hear from us. Maybe it's family. Boy, family's a tough one. I mean, you've always heard that you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion, right? And these very divisive things. And the Lord said that he came to divide. It's going to divide homes because as you stand for truth, and you don't have to do it obnoxiously. You can go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 on that. There is a way in which we give the truth through grace and gentleness, but with firmness and without compromise. And we do so because we love them so much. We want them to come to repentance through the truth. However, sometimes we can wear a hat of arrogance quite proudly at times, (laughs) no pun intended. But certainly as we do that, we can push people away. And here we're supposed to be this the sweet aroma, even unto the nostrils of our king. And, and when we're acting in service to the Lord, we find that people will respond one of two different ways, perhaps even more, but it's really two categories. One is with the wide road of destruction, and one is by this narrow road that, that leads to life. And so either people will respond favorably or you may be this this aroma of death to them. They don't even want to talk to you. There's there's a great deal of resistance, almost like the wall of Jericho has been put up before you. Right. And we know how that went. I yeah. mean, hopefully by God's grace, and even in that situation, his mercy that those walls will come crumbling down, especially with those uh, prodigals in our family. But uh, becoming a Christian is affirming your commitment to the Lordship of Christ to the point where you forsake everything, right? Hey, who do you really love more? I mean, that's what this whole thing is about, reverse engineering after all. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I do think that's an important distinction that so many of us have accepted Jesus as Savior, but it's the matter of accepting Jesus as Lord. Yeah, amen. Yes, and your mind will be controlled by the Word of God if you're spending time with Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a difference, too, is the amount of time we spend with the Lord. What does that look like for most people? Yeah, Is going to church... Once a week, listening to a pastor speak for 20, 25 minutes at best, is that good enough for most Christians? I'd like to pose that question, Pastor John. 
I, I think there is a challenge there. I mean, certainly, as you think about boot camp, anything that might require discipline in our life, anything that we're passionate about. I mean, if you're into hiking, maybe you're into mountain biking, you're not going to spend 30 minutes a week uh, investing in that. And you will produce what you're investing in, right? So it's kind of a, you are what you eat. Right. Well, it's the same thing with the word of God. If you're not eating of something of substance, you're only going to produce what's left in that void, which is going to be of the flesh. And it's not going to be the aroma unto the nostrils of our of our King, of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, that's something of joy to Him, because well, we're we're simply like that. Perhaps the with the parable of the talents, we're one of those servants who just simply buried the talent in the soil, and right. we're unwilling to invest it, unwilling to be stretched, unwilling to be used by God. I, we had a gentleman in our church. I remember he uh, he never spoken in front of people before. And I love how the Lord prompts you sometimes to put people on the spot. Yes. <laughs> I don't right. know if you've ever done that before. <clears throat> it's those awkward moments where maybe you, you just are just responding. You're like, okay, I'm just going to do this anyway. And and for those of us who walk in that uh, mindset of just, Lord, use me today, stretch me today, sometimes you can find yourself being used to stretch someone else. And here this gentleman was in our church, and he had never spoken before. And I asked him just gently, hey, would you go close in prayer for us? I'm not sure. Well, other than a prompting of the Holy Spirit, right. I don't know why I did that, but I did. And, and he goes up there very timidly at first. He closes with this beautiful prayer, and it became the beginning of something wonderful. He right. got stretched that day because he right. was never comfortable speaking in front of other people. Right. And now he leads a national ministry of wow. going to train uh, pregnancy centers all across the country, all because God was used him in that moment, he was willing to be stretched. Yeah. He was willing to get outside of his comfort zone. And I think what happens in Christendom, back to your point, Benita, we just say, we, even Steve, you were alluding to this earlier, the fact that, okay, are we hanging on the coattails of someone else's faith? Yes. Or have we truly owned it in repentance? Because we have these big events, a lot of crusades that have gone on before us even, where people clear out of the stands, rush to the stage, and declare that they're a Christian now, and then you wonder, well, what does the follow-up look like? Right. Have they truly taken up their cross to follow Jesus? Because after all, it took three years of discipleship with the right. Lord Jesus, with his own disciples, these these thick-headed, wonderful guys who I respect greatly, and I'm going to meet, and I, I have great respect for them. But at their time and season of that life, they weren't ready to be the follower of Jesus Christ just from an initial encounter. They needed discipleship. And so just sticking up your hand, signing a card, walking down an aisle saying, I love Jesus, is not going to produce the maturity of our faith walk that we, I know the Lord desires out of us. It's by faith, not by works. We make that clear, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. But the manifestation of true faith is a commitment that cannot be swayed by any influence, right? So you love a lot of things in your life, but your commitment to Christ is your real is, is the real love, is the root of all of this. It's a foundation upon which we stand. It has to be so deep, so profound, so far-reaching that you're willing to lose everything for the cause of Christ if need be. Yes, even the clothes on your back. And it's like, are we asking too much? And I think, I think honestly, we have lowered the bar so low that we think that we're successful in our walk with the Lord right. when we're not even being stretched at all. We haven't actually sacrificed much of anything. Right. And even if we tie, that may just be our excess. Are we really being stretched? Even Yes, even having to pray for provision because maybe we gave everything we had away that week. And you're just in this posture now of such dependence on the Lord, almost like Israel in the wilderness, that you find a relationship and a love with him and a, and a, and a walk with him. Unlike anything Babylon has ever given you. That's right. 
And now you find that authentic Christianity just emerges to the surface like the refiner's fire where all the slag is removed. We have such a paradigm shift that's needed in the church today. I mean, we talk about those angelic beings and their reverential posture before God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. When all of our music seems to be about us and it's got to be the louder, the better and the the more entertaining, the better. And Benita, I know that's a sore spot for you, the smoke machines and all that. (laughs) Yeah, no, Pastor John, I think another thing with that is the fact that we are where we are today. We are a product of what we feed off of. Mm. So I think that can tell a lot about our us as a person, yeah. where we are with our walk with the Lord and our knowledge with, of the Lord. When we know more about what's going on in politics, in sports, than we do His Holy Word, mm. I think that's problematic. I do too, I, I, and I, and that really is uh, revealing of where our first love is. And, and Doctor Ford, we've talked about that. When you boil down all the commandments. You know, what does it really tell us to do? Oh, exactly right. Jesus made it so simple for us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. That's the purpose of life. Jesus you know, just condensed it down for us, made it really easy to remember, and now we just need to go ahead with the Holy Spirit's power to implement it. Yeah, amen. And that's not so simple, is it? No, definitely I mean, not. Really, it's when we challenge. think about what the Lord Jesus just declared there for us, is we love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, strength, everything, every fiber of our being. Have we really even mastered that? We really have not. Right. We love him by following his teachings, and Jesus made clear in other parts yeah. of scripture as well. That's how we show our love for him, is by doing what he asks us to do, and everything he asks us to do is for our own benefit, to bring us joy and to bring us closer into relationship with him. It's not onerous. It's not burdensome. It's, yeah. it's about love and joy. Be holy for I am holy. Yeah, that's right, Benita. I mean, be holy as he is holy. What a, uh, boy, that, that just is a daunting thing to think about. But look what he's done for us. He's given us the Holy Spirit that we're not trying to be holy in our flesh, right? right. Because our, our righteousness is but filthy rags. But yes. in the Holy Spirit, he now equips us to be light that separates the darkness, to be separated apart from the darkness, we talked about the fact that, that when Jesus came and gave the truth and calls us to follow him, this is going to be a very divisive thing. Let me just read this scripture, Matthew 10, 35 to 37. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And of course, What we know here is that Jesus is quoting from Micah chapter 7, verse 6. I mean, after all, there were divisions at the first coming, and there will be division at the second coming. And he tells us that in Matthew 25, 31 to 34. Martin Luther even said, if our gospel were received in peace, it wouldn't be the true gospel. It's going to create consternation. It's going to create division. There's going to be hardened soil right in our own household. We don't give up. We keep sowing. We keep living. We keep being the salt and light he's called us to be. Even Peter had to address when a spouse was with someone, with their their, uh, significant other, their spouse, who's an unbeliever. What do you do in that situation? You don't leave them. You you bear the light in that relationship. God will fight for you. He will go before you. And and Peter was addressing, of course, even a, a woman with an unbelieving husband and how difficult that situation is. And yet God is with her. 
and to be salt and light. So let's uh, let's now bring it home, Benita. Maybe you can help us with this as we are to not love the world. What scripture comes to mind in that? I know we were talking about First John. Could you read uh, some of First John for us there? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. Yeah, First John two fifteen. Powerful text. And powerful, and that brings me to serving two masters, Pastor John. Mm. What does that look like in today's landscape? Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, if we are now called, we've already talked about this situation that arises within our own homes, even how easy it is to compromise, right? We don't want conflict, right? right? I mean, if we've got a spouse who's just not there with us, we just don't want to deal with it. Even go to Thanksgiving with family, you know, we're just not going, we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We right. just want to keep the peace. Let's not talk about the things of the Lord. As we talked about last uh, last time we were together, Benita, we just really hopefully implored the listener that people are going to hell. And, and if we have the truth in us and we're not willing to just even stand apart and deny the Lord before men, we know what happens in that. If right. you're not willing to stand and, and give an, a, be the light that he's called us to be, if he'll deny us before the father that's right and matthew ten thirty four says do not think i came to bring peace on earth i did not come to bring peace but a sword and that sort of truth divides yeah let's just be honest with that i mean he's going to divide in everything that we we put our attention to for the lord jesus christ it's going to ca- cause even conflict in our home if we're if done with love if done with gentleness but yet with without compromise I believe the Lord will bless it. I, I believe those seeds will go forth and we'll see even, yes, our prodigals here. Because once that truth is in them, it cannot be taken out of them. It's like goes into their bone marrow. Right. right? When it never returns void, it's in there. So you do so with love. I remember when I was having a, a walking away from the Lord moment. Yep. And my mother can remember it well. She would come to my high school and she would put these little notes in my windshield wiper. Rather than like badger me, you know, like a like a protective mama bear, and she could have kind of grabbed me by the scruff and dragged me back to the house, and and you know, really just Bible thumped me. It was probably what I needed anyway. But but she just loved on me with the truth, and she was unrelenting in that. She just kept loving on me, little gentle seeds, right? Yep. And I'll bet John the other thing that she was doing in her prayer closet, she was on her knees, that's right, praying for you. Ceaselessly, oh, day in, yeah. day out. It's evidenced, and she'll tell you that she prayed a lot. And I, and I grieve that time that I caused her to have to struggle like that and and, and weep like that. But that's what we do, right? When we when we struggle in that way for the lost, we understand the compassion of our Savior. When right. He looked out to the crowd and He saw their their sickness and their wounds and their deep heartfelt burdens. I mean, he didn't just look with a stoic glaze. No. He, he was just, he wasn't gazing over the crowd uh-huh. and just saying, oh, you know, it, 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 you know, I'm just here to give my message and go home. Right. No, he was the true shepherd. He ministered to their hearts and loved them. And, and as an authentic Christian, I, I think that we would do well to emulate our right. Savior in this. Even the way that he was grieved with the death of Lazarus. Oh, I know. An authentic love. Now, he does tell us we've got to be set apart. Benita, to your point, you can't love two masters. We cannot love two masters. And he also tells us in in the book of John, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Amen. Let me add another scripture. <laughs> another convicting one to end with. Galatians five seventeen. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. 
Again, we have this Holy Spirit in us. He will equip us if we're willing. And you want to be a mouthpiece for Jesus Christ, trust in him. He will give you the words as he told his disciples. I will put my words to your lips. Do you desire to be a change agent in this world? Do you desire to live out an authentic Christian walk that there's no question to whom your allegiance is? It is to Jesus Christ, your Lord. That's what we want for you. And to help you in that, we are here for you at Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church. Connect with us at calvaryfountain.com. Again, the website, calvaryfountain.com. This is a ministry of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church. Services are 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Sunday, and we would love to see you there. God bless you, my friends. Take care.